Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms, whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy. I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. All right, today we have a story that became very popular right around March, April of 2020. It's called The Fun They Had by Isaac Asimov. It's more of a middle school level text, but the themes, especially in light of recent events, makes it applicable to all grade levels. It's the first short story I taught via online learning to all my classes, and at the time I was teaching 6th through 11th grade. And I taught it to all of them. So let's start with a summary of The Fun They Had by Isaac Asimov. So you got this little kid named Tommy. The the setting is in the future, and Tommy found a book in the attic, a real book. This book had pages, like you turn. Now, Tommy's friend Margie found this fascinating. The two children discuss the odd thing, the book. They can't figure out what to do with the book once you finish reading it. Can't believe what a waste it is. After all, their television screen holds millions of books that they can access at will. So wait until you find out what the book's about. You're going to flip, okay? It's about school. Margie can't figure out why anyone would ever write a book about school. How boring. The school in the book has human teachers. Dun, dun, dun. And these human teachers don't come to your house. You went to a building with other children your own age, and you were all taught together. Meanwhile, county inspector has shown up to diagnose the mechanical teacher. As it turns out there is a problem with the teacher that causes Margie's geography grade to drop. Clerk fixes the problem. Then Margie's upset because she has to go to school, which is in her house, where she receives lessons from a robot, more or less. All Margie can think about is how much fun the kids must have had in schools back in the day. Class is about to start and you need something right now, so here's the one thing you can put on the board right now so when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. Okay, if you're on your way to work right now or you're just kicking it at lunch and you realize, "Uh uh-oh, I have like two minutes and I need a lesson right now, well, this is your lucky day and it's a good thing you listen to this podcast because we got something you can just put together in two minutes. So if you have two minutes and you need a quick lesson, here you go. Draw a two-column chart. In the left column, draw this on the whiteboard or on your screen, smart board, whatever they call them now. Make a two-column chart on the board. In the left column, students will write specific examples from the story, and in the right column, students will relate this example to something in their own life. So label your columns on the board. Have students copy the two-column chart down on their slice of paper, or you could just have them fold the thing in half and do it that way. Whatever it takes, you know what to do. You're a teacher. You're a professional. You have a degree. Read the Fun They Had by Isaac Asimov. It's a very short, short story. Fill out the chart as your reader. You can have students read on their own. I mean, we have those days, right? It's, again, the, the reading level isn't very uh, high. Once they fill out their chart, you can discuss or write. Now, now they're going to they're gonna be able to make personal connections with this. This is called the Making Personal Connections uh, lesson, by the way. They should be able to make personal connections with it because it's about kids doing remote learning and wanting to go back to in-person learning. So I don't know about you. At my school, all the kids were so excited when we went to remote learning in uh, the spring of 2020. And I'll be honest with you, I might have been a little excited myself. But after three days, we all hated it. We're like, let's get back. This is terrible. This is no way to educate children. But then it was too late. We were stuck up until now. The good thing is when we got back to school in October, 
in person learning in October. I, I, I don't know. We all appreciated things a little bit more. All right. So that's your two minute lesson plan. You better get teaching. The kids are coming in now. Let's take a look at some analysis ideas. We're going to talk about science fiction here in a second because that's the one thing that you really need that, that would really makes this story uh, easy to teach. If you teach science fiction, teaching science fiction will make everything else in this story either easier to teach or no longer necessary. But we're going to talk about theme because the science fiction elements brings out the theme. Now, this is a science fiction story. However, the story's theme deals more with human nature. As I already said, Margie's wishing she lived in previous times where, where kids went to school and had so much fun because they had human teachers like you and me. I assume you're human. As far as I can tell, only math and science teachers are alien robots. ELA teachers, on the other hand, are humans. I assume you're an ELA teacher. And if not, why are you listening to this? Or if you're not an ELA teacher, why aren't you an ELA teacher? It's fun. We get to read all day. Well, granted, part of that reading all day is crappy essays, but still we get to read all day. Grass is always greener. Anyone? We also have author's purpose. Why did Asimov write this? Was it to entertain? The story's semi-entertaining, but I think there's some informative formative uh, purpose here as well. I included, if, if you go to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, the best lesson plan website on the planet Earth and maybe all the universe. I have not been to every planet in the universe, so I can't say specifically, but I'm pretty sure it is. So if you go, my lesson uh, plans for this story have a nonfiction reading selection called The New Learning. It's Asimov explaining and expounding on his educational theories. You could probably find this online. That's where I found it. It's in the public domain. But Or you can just go to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. There's a link in the show notes. <laughs> I love show notes. Love them! You should love the show notes, too. We talked about author's purpose. We talked about nonfiction analysis, kind of. We talked about theme. Now I'm going to cough. <clears throat> and then talk about science fiction. All right, that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this right here. All right, as I already said, science fiction is the one thing, the one thing that by teaching this, everything else in this story will be easier to teach or no longer necessary. For this lesson, we're going to do my favorite, my one standard that rules them all, which is I can cite textual evidence to support analysis. In this case, analysis of theme. We're going to talk about the elements of science fiction. First thing I do with this lesson, this, by the way, you can get a link to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com where this lesson is located. I provide a list of things that didn't exist when this story was written. Uh, those things include Ziploc storage bags, the internet. Spandex did not exist when this story was written. I don't know if that's good or bad. Spandex did not exist. Child safety seats did not exist. The electronic spreadsheet did not exist. That was invented in 1961, by the way. Yahoo Messenger did not exist. That was invented in 1999. Mobile phones, 1973. Personal watercraft, jet skis, 1973. Other things that didn't exist, desegregation. So technology and society has changed. Fast food restaurants, smartphones, obviously. The Super Bowl, I already said that. Push-button phones. The Cleveland Cavaliers, my favorite basketball team. You get the point. I also have a chart predictions. There are some predictions made in this story. 
Not like outright, I predict that, but things like television screens with about a million books on them. We call those Kindles now, or you can just have them on your smartphone. We have uh, teachers are no longer human. Now, we do have some human teachers. Again, you and I are humans because you're an ELA teacher. You're not a math teacher. More and more learning is uh, teaching. Learning is being done on computers. In the story, children turn their homework into a slot on the teacher that's a robot. We, do, we don't have to do that. We have Google Docs. Children do school at home. Well, bring of 2020. Now, one thing Asimov had totally wrong is he, he says that Margie hated school in the future. We know kids love school now, and they're going to love school in the future. So that was kind of silly of him to think. All right. Uh, you might want to know if there's any writing assignment. There is. And we have a good old, uh, you could throw up the old, I can organize and write informative text to examine complex ideas. By comparing online school to in-person school, highlighting the strengths and weaknesses of both. One of the topics of the story is basically online school versus... This is 1950s he wrote this. Can you believe this? So you could discuss this. Your, your students are familiar with both these methods. It's be a great opportunity to compare and contrast that. And uh, as far as companion literature, I originally did this science fiction assignment with Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I've included uh, a group of lesson plans involving science fiction short stories in the show notes. Among those are The Velt. In The Velt, Bradbury deals with, he deals with virtual reality. There's a nursery that's uh, so real that lions come to life and eat people. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. We have uh, Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut, one of my favorites. That's when uh, governments get a little out of control. I know you're having a hard time imagining that. Government's trying to take away your individual liberties. Anyways, it happens in the story. And I have a few others. Uh, Bradbury is my favorite. Uh, Hawthorne wrote some science fiction. People don't re- realize it because it was so long ago, but the uh, the birthmark. We have Dr. Heidegger's experiment. And there's another one that's slipping my mind that you're all probably think, that you're probably like shouting it right now because you like know what it is. It's, not, it's all Rappuccini's daughter. So uh, I'm gonna put some uh, science fiction uh, link to some science fiction lesson plans. All right, we're coming to the end of this podcast. I'm so glad, so glad you're listening. I hope you found useful information in here. The one thing. For example, that makes everything else in the story user teaches the elements of science fiction. We can see that the masters of science fiction predict the future, and Asimov is a master of science fiction. If you're looking for a quick assignment, try the two-column making connections chart. Left column, specific examples from the story. Right column, students make connection with their world either through their own experiences, something else they've read, a TV show they've watched, so on and so forth. And the third to take away, science fiction can be mind-blowing. Science fiction isn't just for nerds, although nerds do read it like me. I'm a nerd. I don't really care. But non-nerds can read science fiction. It's mind-blowing. My mind blown right now that I am talking to you. I'm on an island in the Caribbean, and I don't know where you are, but we're having a nice little conversation about the fun they had by Isaac Asimov. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 